All right, guys, as y'all can tell, it's a little different. There's no music going right now. There's no music going, but we are here. <laughs> What's up, everybody? You guys can see that uh, that we're not in the office. I'm actually up at the Cashin Factory here in North Carolina. I've um, been out on the road for the last couple of days, and, uh, and there was no chance I was making it home. So Matt Cashin and the crew up here were, uh, were, were great about letting me uh, hang out in the warehouse, in the factory where everything is being built. And so I kind of carved out a little corner over here, and we're going to kick this uh, interview off tonight with, uh, with Mr. Brian Latimer. If you guys haven't, uh, uh, haven't seen the promo and seen what we've been doing and you're just normally kicking in and in, in regular scheduled, scheduled programming, uh, you guys know how we roll around here. It's Wednesday night. It's Westbrook Wednesday, and the one and only – uh, Brian, uh, Lat, Brian Latimer is in the house, ready to answer questions, ready to take the hot seat, ready to face the, uh, the plead the fifth panel of questions. And, uh, it's going to be good guys. It's going to be a good night. Um, a couple of things for me to share with you guys before we get rolling. You guys know how we do. If you're familiar and you've been a part of the show in the comment section, uh, y'all drop in a comment, let us know where you're watching from. Secondly, you guys go in and hit that smash button and let her, uh, hit that share button, smash that thing and let everybody know that we're on tonight fixing to kick in to plead the fifth here with Brian Latimer. Um, if you guys are unfamiliar, uh, over on the Westbrook page, uh, we're, we're still running that, uh, that raffle for Quaza Henderson, um, who is, who is, who's the, the kayaker, kayak OG. The guy's been diagnosed with cancer a couple months back. He's been going through treatments and doing things with his family. He's an OG in the sport and the community. Uh, it's just, it's a phenomenal cause. Literally every single penny that's going into that um is uh is going right back right back to him so it's uh it's it's we you know it's five bucks to get in on that um it's a it's a it's a huge kayak package yak attacks in on it crescent's in on it i think benning branches is in on it but all that information's there make sure you guys go in and check that out so um it's just a uh it's just a great way to uh to to can you continue to support our own here in the kayak community so um uh other than that uh, we've got uh, we've got several things going on. I can tell you guys this: if you guys are Atlanta uh, locals or natives, or you're in the kayak uh, kayak community, and you're going to come fish the Lanier event um, up on Lake Lanier, just uh, just north of Atlanta, uh, April 18th, guys, we have made some moves and some shakes to get that event uh, uh, just next level and even more of a premium event. We'll have those announcements and stuff next week, but uh, but it's going to be good. It's it's going to be really really awesome. Uh, you guys can see, obviously, like I said, we're not in the office. Uh, Brad's not here. So make sure y'all make sure you guys give him some love. I do have, uh, Mr. Sergeant Major Steven Stapleton, uh, retired, but, uh, but he still, he can still, he can still run it. He can still kick it with, with, with the young, buck with the young bucks. And he's proven that by taking this little multi-day road trip with me. So big shout out, Steven, man. I really appreciate you riding dog means a lot. Um, other than that, um, guys, uh, B-Lat is here. I see him and Bevan in the green room right now. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna kick over to them and have some conversation, have a little bit of fun, talk about fishing, talk about community, and uh, and so without further ado, uh, let's see if we can get Blat in here in the house. And uh, you guys make a little noise, drop some love, drop some comments, drop some shares, and uh, and let's talk to Blat. What's up, buddy? What's going on, my man? Doing well, man. How are you? I'm doing just fine, man. Just fine. We're getting bath time done. Just got done eating and uh, wrapping up my Wednesday. The consummate dad, bro. The consummate dad, man. I always, always juggling multiple things, right? 
Can you hear me? Uh, I hear you, and I also hear one kid hollering and one bad one. <laughs> no, you're good, man. I'm just saying the the, the consummate dad, right? You're, you're always yeah, living. The, mostly you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> always wearing all the hats, right? Doing the dad life and the pro life and taking the interviews. That's 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 uh, a lot of balance, right? All right, all right, all right. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I signed up for it all. No, dude, absolutely, man, absolutely. Well, most folks know that that you're a proud father of two. You put both of the boys in a lot of your content, a lot of your stuff, but I don't know how many folks really understand and are coherent that you guys are expecting a third. You've got a daughter coming later yeah. on this year, right? Or, yeah, I got my first girl coming in June. Your first girl, so you're already planning more? Is that what you're saying? No, no, this needs to be it, man. This, this needs to be it. Cool. I'm already trying to figure out what the room situation is going to be for the three that I got. So I, I like this. This has got to be it. Well, I don't. It's going to be it. It's going to be it, huh? I got you. This well, is, I, I can it. tell you this: as a father of three myself, with two boys and a little princess last, bro. The the thing that we joke about and we pray to God about all the time is we thank God for our daughter being last because if she had been our first, we would not yeah. have had any more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's what I got to look forward to. Man, both of my kids have been really, really easy, though. Like, they don't – like, I, they just don't give me any trouble, man. I, I Like, I, I, they, they're really, really good kids. They don't uh, they don't talk back. They don't – they're just easy to do with. They sleep all night. <laughs> it's just um, – we, we had it really easy with both boys. So, maybe uh, maybe this baby girl is going to be, be the one, like what you just said, that makes me want to just probably – not do that anymore no man so I'm, I'm, we had really really easy that's excellent man excellent brevin running back and forth in the background i love that um yeah. guys if you're just yeah, tuning yeah. in welcome here to westbrook wednesday i'm your host scott butcher we're on with the uh the consummate pro on and off the water mr brian latimer uh you guys going to smash that share button we're getting ready to get into plead the fifth uh be like let me lay out the kind of the groundwork of the show and how this game works uh dude what it is if we've laid out six questions and uh, uh, you have an okay. opportunity to plead the fifth to one of them if you want to. At any point in time, you decide that you don't want to answer one of the questions. All you have to say is, I plead the fifth, and we won't ask any secondary questions. No follow-up. We'll just roll into the next one. The trick is, is that you only get one plead the fifth for all six questions. Make sense? All right. So if, you, if you're able to get through yeah, all six questions, man, you're going to win absolutely nothing. So, so be excited about that. Oh, I'm used to that. <laughs> You're not used to that. Whatever, bro. All right, man. We're diving right into it, guys. This is Plead the Fifth uh, with, with Brian Latimer. Um, all right, man. Your backstory growing up in South Carolina with a father who loved bass fishing, but also really was instrumental in in, in showing you work ethic and, and with, with his small business and being a small business owner and putting you to work. He made you grind for it. He made you work for everything that you got. Um, so the question we right. asked everybody today with PowerPole sponsoring this and us getting it ready to give away a hundred dollar gift card at the end of the show, the question we asked everybody today is what keeps them is what keeps you anchored? So I'm going to start off easy, man, with that question to you. What keeps you anchored? By, by anchored, I guess is what you mean. What keeps me grateful, I guess. Yeah. What, what keeps you, dude, you, what you're, you're a consummate pro, man. What, what keeps you centered? What keeps you anchored? How, how do you stay so so humble with all the success that you found um well and you know like and, and when we say all the success that's always subjective 
um, too, because, you know, or, or compared to what successful compared to what, you know, it's, it's always subjective in my mind. Like I got a lot more to accomplish. Um, like just, I don't even know if scratching the surface is, is how I would describe what I've done so far in, in my mind, but to another person, it may seem like God, he's d- did a lot. Um, yeah. so it's always super subjective, but, uh, I guess to, to answer the original question, what keeps me grounded is, um, man, I had, I had to wait a long time. It wasn't, so I'm, I'm 37 right now and I didn't even get a crack at it, at any of this until I was 32. And it wasn't because when I was 28, I started trying to do what I'm doing now. This started back when I was 19, 18 or 19. Um, and I guess as far as the dream actually being a thing that I wanted to do, it was so far back that I don't even remember saying that, hey, I want to be a professional fisherman. I just remember growing up and all along growing up just thinking that I was supposed to fish. I, there was no moment. You know, and then you hear like a lot of guys say, well, I wanted to do this since I was five. I don't have that moment. I just, I just feel like I was born wanting to fish for a living. I don't even remember the moment where it became a thing. So um, I think the fact that I had to wait quite a while um, and, and, you know, I had so many, so many failures or, uh, or what I, what I saw at the time as perceived failures, looking back, they weren't failures at all. Um, I, I, my perspective on, the business of fishing is different. My perspective on what's a good tournament is different. My perspective on um, just just the whole career in general is probably a lot different than than most fishermen. Just simply because I had to wait a, a you know a long time before I could even get to where I could fish for a living. I've only been fishing full time about a year and a half. So even though it's 2016 when I was fishing professional. I was still doing a whole bunch of other stuff, trying to run my company in between and trying to do videos and all of that in between, like all of that. I was trying to do all of that at once. And I just now, a year and a half ago, turned to full time. So when you when you think about all the holes I used to dig and running a ski steer in 200 degree weather and and, you know, like I don't ever want to have to go back to that at all. So. Uh, I think that that kind of keeps stuff keeps it real to you. you. That 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 drive and that work ethic. I know. I mean, you know, it's we're we're gonna get into more of that, man. We're gonna get into more of that. The the let's roll into question two. Family to you is in the forefront of everything that you do, man. I we know that it's extremely important. Um, and 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 a lot of us in the kayak community, because this show is rooted in the kayak community. A lot of us are in the exact same boat. And, and family drives us. So I want to share with you a little game that my family plays around the dinner table. And that's going to be question number two. All right. So with, with the, um, did I catch you there? Boom. Let's see if we got you. We still got you. All right. Can you hear me now? Say that again, Scott. I didn't hear it. It was breaking up quite a bit. Dude. No, it's good. Are you better now? Yeah, yeah, I got you now. All right, got you. So I want to. Share, we're talking about family, man, and and I want to share with you a game that me and my family play around our dinner table, and we're going to ask you the same thing. So every night when me and my family okay. sit down and eat dinner, and eat dinner, we play a game that we call high low. We do it for the day, right? So everybody okay. goes around the table, and you tell us your high, and you tell us your low for the day. I want to know to this point in your professional career, what's been your high and what's been your low. 
What's been my high? Uh, uh, probably the highest point is obviously winning Seminole. Um, that I mean, that's a no-brainer right there. Uh, you're talking about I won on uh, a type of fishery that I did not – I have no prior experience on. I, You know, I'd fished Seminole before, but I didn't grow up fishing grass. I didn't grow up fishing um, like those river-type lakes. Yeah, I didn't I didn't grow up fishing like that. That that place is just it's nothing like anywhere else I grew up fishing. Um, so that made that special. The time that it happened made it special. Uh, that was just man that that moment. It's hard to even talk about it without get like swelling up in my eyes a little bit, uh, just because it was such a it was such a heavy moment, uh, and and in my life, not just a fishing. Yeah, career. it was just it was just a real heavy moment. Uh, so that's that's definitely it. That's definitely without a doubt at this point in jump gym in my life. That is definitely the highest high when we're talking about fishing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and you know, in the same context, if if the high and the low is, I, I'm assuming you know, fishing related. Uh, there was a uh, I fished the the local stuff, BFLs, and I was cherry picking a few ever starts back in the day when I had the money and when I didn't have the money, I couldn't finish like my entire series and so forth. Um, but in 2009, FLW used to have these tournaments called FLW series and they were professional tournaments that anybody could register for. And they were typically in the fall. Um, they were $4,000 tournaments and there was one coming to my home lake, Clark's Hill. And, and at the time that was like October. So in the fall time when fishing pretty much sucks, like it yeah. sucks, but when you're local, you want it to suck. And there was a $4,000 tournament coming home and I, I worked my butt off all year long to save $4,000 to fish that tournament. Got in the tournament, um, you know, had a pretty good first day. I was like in the thirties. I had a, a solid second day, moved up two or three spots. And back then it was full competition for three days. The whole field, three days, Man. top 10 on the last day. <clears throat> so uh, I go into day three, like in 20-something place, well inside check range. Uh, at that time, you know, like a $10,000 check will set a brother free. Oh yeah, you got no money. Like ten thousand yeah. dollars, bro. You're scrounging like, to save four grand. Ten grand yeah. sounds life. I, I, at that time, yeah, yeah. At that time, I'm not even sure I even had four thousand dollars at one time ever. I, I don't. I don't. Maybe. Yeah. You know. Maybe. Um. So to get a ten thousand dollar check is like me now getting a million dollar check at that yeah. at that point. That literally would have set me free. Would open a bunch of doors. Well, I go into day three, doing a zero, on day three. Zero. Only time that I remember so far, they may have been, I'm not saying that's the, the only time, the only time I remember zeroing on a day of fishing was at Clark's Hill, day three of the FLW series in 2009. Fell out of check range. Dude, it threw me at like, oh, you talking about a depressed brother after that, like that, that one hit low. Um, so that from, from what I remember from a fishing standpoint, that was probably the, the lowest moment. That, that I hit because I was at home. I could taste that money. I, I was tasting all the loans I was about to pay off so I could do what I wanted to do. And then I, I zeroed on the last day. God, and man. Fell out of check range. 
that's 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 brutal dude that that's just that's that's brutal man yeah but guess what i lived <laughs> yeah you know i mean like i lived it it, it it seemed like so bad at the time but it was it's looking back it's like nobody's above that you know what i mean nobody's above a bad tournament that's that that that's that's mind-blowing dude mind-blowing uh, if you guys are just tuning in, welcome here to Westbrook Wednesday. We are having some conversation here with the one and only B-Lad himself. You guys, please go in and hit that share button. Smash that thing up. Share with everybody. Let everybody know here that we're having some good conversation. Drop in the comment section. Let us know you're watching. Uh, where. Let us know where you're watching from. We love seeing that community kind of chime in all the way across the board. All right, man. This is a segment here that uh, that is a fan favorite of the show. We do this pretty regularly, especially with our big names such as yourself. We call this crankbait that Instagram. And what this is, man, is we go through your Instagram with a deep dive crankbait and we kind of drudge up some stuff. I'm going to throw some photos up here on the screen and I want you to just give me a little bit more context. Tell me a little bit more about that moment and just walk me through that. So so here we go. First photo, bro, from crankbait that Instagram. Uh, rock and roll right here. I think this is a gold one right here, man. <laughs> this photo has been has made its round his photos its way around the globe a little bit. Uh, I mean, give me some backstory on this, man. I don't see it just yet. Let's see if it pops up there for you. It should be pulling up. Oh, I hope that internet signal is going to let us push this. Can you get it now? I'm showing it. Not just yet. Is it my connection maybe or no? Uh, yeah. Well, I would would, have think so. You should be... Man, what a bummer that is. Let me see. Let me see if I can show it to you this way. I've got them all right. What am I doing? I'm explaining the picture you're about to show me. Yeah, man. I just I just want you to give me a little bit more context. This is a photo that we snatched off your Instagram. Everybody can see it's on the screen here with you, so everybody can see it. But that's the photo that I'm showing right there. Let's see. Oh yeah, yeah. That's me and Pops when I was probably two years old. Maybe two, three. Dude. Now it probably starts to make sense when I say like I don't even remember. I don't remember my first fish. I don't remember first trip. I don't remember wanting to be a professional. I just thought I was supposed to be. It's almost like it's almost like asking a tree when it thought it was going to be a tree. Like it's, it was just always been a tree. That's, that's kind of how I feel about uh, about fishing. But that's that's my pops taking me fishing. That boat right there is a ranger. 370 that's either 360 or 370 from probably around 84 85 right there uh, i don't know what lake it is but more than likely that's lake hartwell and um that's just man that's just how i grew up dude i got it now i'll see the picture now so i got the snoopy rod i got the snoopy sandals <laughs> right bro so i mean you you you, you, you check were fly, bro that, that life jacket you see i'm wearing yeah both of my kids have worn that life jacket no, bro. Mama held on to it like that. Huh? Yeah, yeah. She's done like a super job of of like uh, preserving the, the the culture in our yep. family. So uh, she has like all these old pictures, and she's got a lot of lot of stuff from when I was a kid when I was tournament fishing. Dude, my mom. It's kind of funny how this all comes come full circle. Obviously, I do a lot of YouTube stuff and blog yep. stuff with my with you know with my family and all and. You replay a lot of what your mom, mom did on that crap when it wasn't a thing, bro. With the old camcorder yeah. right on the shoulder and the big old the VHS tape, she like, didn't have, dude. She was so 
so my mom worked at Duke Power, and uh, back in the day, Duke Power and General Electric or GE, uh, they were they had some kind of partnership going on. So, uh, G, my mom worked at the place where you used to go to get a microwave, you get a video camera, a washing machine, all of that in Duke Power where you go to pay your bills. So I'm saying I'll say this: she had like she was up on the technology. She had these little little bitty cameras about the size of this this pouch right here. It wasn't a big camera at all. Um, but she was vlogging like all of the stuff for me and my, my little brother and stuff just hanging around the house. She was doing that. But back then, you know, we didn't have a platform to actually share that stuff. But it's just um, I think that has a lot to do why why uh, in my mind I have fun vlogging and I think uh, why people can relate to my videos. At least I, I feel like they can relate to my videos is because I, I guess I, in a way I look back, I was growing up doing that. I've been doing that. You, since you've I been talking a, to a camera. A yeah, bro. You've been talking yeah. to a camera the whole time, I, man. I didn't even, I never realized that. I'm going to tell you when I realized that it never hit me until this year or last year in 2019 when I, um, when I, when I won Seminole, it took me a while to put that vlog together because I knew I wanted to do something special for that. Yeah. I didn't really care that everybody was rushing me about getting it out. I do those vlogs to share with people, but it's also my way of scrapbooking our life too. Yeah. Like that's my scrapbook. You just happen to get to see it. So um, I knew I wanted to do something special. So 20 years from now, when I went to look at it, it meant something to me or for my kids or when I die or whatever, you know, it meant something to me. And so I remember going to my mom's house to get some of the videos from, from when I was a kid. I was like, dang, dude, like I've been like, my mom was on this crap a long time before it was even cool. Like, yeah. It wasn't even a thing back then. So no, it kind of makes did. sense to me now. You got the you you got the new photo up? Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's a picture of my wife there, right? Dude, I so I love the cows in here, man. Can you read that? Can you I read the I can't I can only see your butt. All right. <laughs> he said I can only see your butt. I'm not touching that comment, man. Your comment here on this photo, bro, it hit me. I, I'm I, you're a huge component, a big fan of your wife's, as am I, man. It means a lot. And your your comment here says, No rule number one. Always marry a fine woman. If she's a little bit country, that's right, even that's... better. Bro, I mean, tell me about what, what, yeah. what I mean, dude, this is Mama Latimer, yeah, bro. That, that's, I mean, yeah, that's, that makes pretty good sense, right? Like, why would you not marry a fine woman? And if she's not a little bit country, then that could get you in a little trouble, you know? So <laughs> just, a, just a little bit country, not too country now, not too country, yeah, but just a little bit country. It helps now, out. You posted this in 2014. <laughs> was this? Was this? Is if, this if she's not country? No, she may not be able to cook, man. She may not be able to wash clothes. You might. Is this photo pre-Brevin or right? Or, or it's right around that time, right? 2014. So Brevin was yeah, yeah. what? So 2013. Yeah, he was two. Brevin born in 12, 2012. Well, I tell you what, man. This 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 photo makes makes obvious sense. Why? Brevin was born in. <laughs> 2012, so he was like two. I got you. I got you. All right, man. Photo, photo number three coming to you right now. You got it up there on your end yet? Oh, there's Brooks. No. Yeah. Hey, he's waving. Hey, Brooks. It's not up yet, but it's coming. Well, dude, this this one right it's here says circa. This says circa 1986. Like, hey. 
Hey, hey Brooks. What's up, buddy? Dad, dad. Little pajamas. Yeah, dad, dad. Hey, yeah, hey. Dad, dad. you see you, Brooks? Yeah. <laughs> All right, dude. You're sitting on. You're standing on the back of the boat here. It looks like kindergarten in 1986. It said the South Faint Elementary School oh. had a teddy bear that you had to take home for the weekend, and you think that teddy bear took its first yeah. time fishing, man? So like. It just goes on with more of that story, bro. Right? I mean, you've been you've been doing this your whole life and taking every anybody and everybody you can with you. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that picture right there, um, when I was in kindergarten, we had a teddy bear that the teacher would pass around the room, and you would take that teddy bear home for the weekend. And you did whatever you did on the weekends with that teddy bear, and you had to come back and tell the class what you did with the teddy bear. So you know what I did? We went fishing. <laughs> I had to take my teddy bear, and I came back to class and told everybody about the teddy bear. If you could bring a picture, of course, that was always good, too. Um, Dada. So, uh, yeah, baby, that's Dada. That's Dada. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's what you're looking at. That's like 19, I'm pretty sure that's about 80. It's 80, 86, 87, probably something like that. No, because if I was born in 82, yeah, probably about 86, 87, 88 at the latest. That's incredible, man. Incredible. I love, dude, big, big shout out to your mom and how she's been able to keep this documentation of your life going, dude. Absolutely love it, man. Absolutely love it. All right. We got two more, man. We're almost done yeah, with, this, yeah. with this segment here. Let that see if that pushes through there to you. We got two more photos here, man, on the crankbait your Instagram segment. Uh, this one here, man, when I rolled through, dude, it just spoke to me, man. The the smile on your face in this photo. Okay. It's not up just yet. No, you'll get there, man. The the smile on your face in this mo in this photo, the smile on your brother, and then seeing your daddy kind of in the background holding up the fish. And you talk about your dad multiple times, man, do different things. But it, it, it's like, like you said, your dad doesn't get, he doesn't come across overly excited the way that you get sometimes, right? But, but can you hold it up on your phone if you got it? I don't yeah. see it yet. This yeah. photo right there, boss man, is what we're talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's back this fall, saltwater fishing. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so the last, so this summer, actually. I started uh, started doing some inshore saltwater fishing uh, in the off season, and man, that's uh, dude, I, I I liked it so much. I honestly got a little worried because I I knew it was gonna be hard to go back to uh, go back to fishing fishing doing my job. I like I was yeah. having too much fun doing, it. and you know, like I'm my own boss, so you know, nobody. If I want to saltwater fish, I can just go saltwater fishing. I don't have to answer to anybody. And I was really worried that I was going to have a hard time going back to bass fishing, man. Like, I, I was really worried. I was having way too much fun. Uh, as I already like that coastal atmosphere, and then you throw in, you know, fishing, and then you throw in some good fishing, and then a new way of catching fish. Like, my, my, like I like figuring things out. So many fishermen, I think, are really kind of just into catching. Uh, for me, the whole care of the fishing is, is like figuring out how – figuring new stuff out and learning ways to catch fish and finding fish. That aha moment that you have on the lake, that's what I live for. Yeah. And so I had this whole renaissance of figuring out something new that I'd never done before. 
And man, I, I'm telling you, like I, I had too much fun. I didn't go every weekend, but from about September until December, I, I bet I was at the coast two to three times a month. Dude, you know, like it, I spent it, a lot it, of time. It, it, it gets in the gets industry. in the blood system, man. Yeah, yeah. So you know, all that stuff was new to me. Tides were new to me. Current fishing was new to me, um, and it's something I'd always wanted to do anyway. And I just kind of finally got where I could, you know, I could peel off and go so order fishing and didn't have to guide five days a week or three days a week to. Uh, so I was, man, that was fun. Only thing that sucks about it is like, I like, I like, I also like doing the content down there, but it seems like there's not that many saltwater fishermen. And so, the, I mean, you can catch a million redfish. Nobody really cares. Like, <laughs> no, nobody really cares about that, but it's fun. It's a good time, man. It's, it's, a, dude, and it's a great time to get on there and, you know, you know, you know, tie on, you know, tie on a Z-Man rig and, uh, and go do work, man. It's a great time for that. All right, now I'm gonna throw this last photo up. Now, now, be like, my background is photography. Like that's like that's. I mean, right. you know, we've been around each other. We've done some stuff, but like photography for me is everything, man. This photo I'm gonna throw up next. That's on your Instagram, it, dude. It's it's probably top five photos of for in in my opinion, probably that I've ever seen. Yeah, it's this photo right here. Okay. Oh yeah, 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 man. That was that. That was right after I won, bro. Parking lot. Um, yeah, that was a cell phone picture too from one of the guys, Drew Aspinwall at, at FLW. Um, yeah, dude, that was uh, that's one of my favorite ones too. Dude, I, it's I, so I, powerful, I, bro. Yeah, yeah, I um, it is, dude. I can't. My, my little boy was asking me about fishing right there, too. That's what was he was asking me about fishing that day, and I was like, no, we can't go today, and so he was like pouting a little bit. And so that was me trying to tell him that we're going to fish tomorrow is what was going on in that, in that picture. Um, which, you get, which, and, that, that, I mean, that segues into another conversation. So after I won, you know, I've always taken my boys fishing or mainly Brevin Brooks is not old enough to fish yet, but he better get ready this spring. But <laughs> I'd always taken Brev fishing and, you know, he, he likes it. All right. But it's you know it's kind of you know he kind of likes it, but I noticed after after that tournament, he took more interest in fishing. Um, you know he got he's got his own tackle box now, and after winning, I just noticed that it seemed like fishing like he really cared about fishing a little more, and so you know that's why that's how that's it kind of reinforced that that deal with the salt order because I was taking him with me salt order fishing a lot this fall too, and so um, yeah, there's a lot going on in that picture, man. I was I was happy. I've introduced him to a lot of other stuff because I didn't want him to grow up thinking that he had to fish just because I fished. Like yeah, I mean I wanted him to fish because he liked fishing. I didn't want him to just fish just because Daddy fished. Um, of course, I wanted to introduce him to it, but I didn't want him to think that that was the only way he could, you know, only way he could ever have fun. And so after that tournament, he's kind of he's kind of circled back to 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 fishing a lot more because uh, obviously, you know, I introduced him to, to motorcycles and we've done karate. Um, that's about it. So so far that 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 I've kind of really kind of pushed on him, and uh, he's circled back to fishing. 
and and kind of not even really rode dirt bikes that much this this uh, this fall. He didn't. We didn't do any races this fall. We fished all fall. So um, I was I was real, I was really flattered by that. Dude, the, the connection that, that that is so clear and so obvious in this photo, man, and the way that, you, like I said, dude, just as as a dad, our oldest are, are like 10 days apart from one another, man. The connection that you have here is just, it's it's so blatantly obvious for the world to see, man, for you to come off the stage and at, 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 at to this point, like you just said earlier, is, is you know, one, you know the, the highest peak of your professional career and to come down and to instantly be snapped back into dad mode and to have that connection. And to, and, to, and to literally pour that energy from yourself into your kid, the way that this photo reads, man, it's just, it's utterly powerful. And, and as on, on behalf of so many dads, bro, that, that are, that are chasing goals and trying to do this thing and trying to find that balance that struggle with it every day, man, I want to tell I want to tell you, thank you for, for sharing your life with the way that you do, because it's inspiring to me and so many other guys, man. And it just, it means a lot. Very, very few alpha males, um, you know, you know, show this. And, uh, and, and, I, and I love the fact that you're willing to do that, much less to share it and, uh, and talk about it. It's really, it's just, it's powerful, B-Lad. It really is, man. All right, guys. Yeah. You, go ahead. Thank you. I, I, I appreciate that. You know, it's, um, I, I feel a little bit guilty for, for getting, uh, I was, was going to say, I just feel a little bit guilty about getting, so much credit for that because uh, man there's a lot of dads out there doing what i'm doing times 10 with more kids and more jobs and um so i i do appreciate i do appreciate that but man there's a, i i witness it a lot especially with racing with my my little boy and stuff like i i, I get i think i get the credit for it just just because of the platform but man there's a lot of a lot of good dads out there a lot of guys doing everything that i'm doing um Times ten. Well, that right there is proof. I mean, uh, you know, as he as he as as Brooks perfectly comes and climbs up in your lap. If you guys that are just tuning in, please go in and share this. Go in and smash the heart button, smash that thumbs up. We're having a great time here on Westbrook Wednesday here with Brian Latimer. Brian, man, we're gonna roll into question four, dude. You're you're halfway through this point right now. We're gonna get in a little bit, a little bit of cruise control here, man. Uh, YouTube, bro. I want to address right. YouTube and kind of the elephant in the room here. With uh, with YouTube and your success and what you found there, dude, you're you're sitting at, at just under eighty five thousand subscribers right now. Your videos are some of the best done on the internet, man. There's a there's a lot of content in the fishing community out there right now, and you are finding success in ways a lot of people aren't. What? Why do you think YouTube has been such a such a a, a an amazing platform for you to be able to to grow your brand and do your storytelling? Uh. I think it just fits my personality a little bit better. Um, you know, like I don't really, uh, I don't know, man. Like I, I, I don't really, uh, I don't really try to make my videos perfect. Um, you'll see like the, the head video or whatever you call it, the banner video on my, on my, on my channel is I'm not a camera guy. And like yeah. YouTube is a terrible place for a guy that's a true camera guy because <laughs> The YouTube YouTube audience doesn't they have no appreciation for pretty videos. No. They they it's like the trailer park of the internet, dude. Like <laughs> they like ugly, terrible videos. And I'm really good at making like ugly, terrible trailer park like style videos. Like I, I can I can do that. Like I can I can make 
Oh God, Brooks. Uh, yeah, like I can, I can do that. Like I, I can, I can do that. They don't care about the lighting. They don't care about the audio. They don't. Well, I mean, you know, audio matters yeah, yeah. a little bit. They just care about the story. And I think. Um, hold on, my little boy is taking all my SD cards. Um, <laughs> they don't really. They don't really care. They don't really care about the pretty video. It's just care about how creative the, the story you're going to try to get across. And then there's value. You know, like any any video that has value tends to hit well on on uh, on YouTube. And I kind of understand that. Where I think most guys are worried about the drone shot and not the message. And um, what do you want, son? So, um, I think that has a lot to do with it. A lot of people don't know. I did. I didn't have a camera until this fall. Yeah. I, I got my first camera in in, in uh, November this year. Hold on, I'm having a conniption. Um, oh, bless him. None of that stuff matters. I did all my videos for two and a half years on on my iPhone, the phone that I'm doing this interview on. I, I didn't have a camera. That's so, crazy, um, bro. I think. I think. Uh, I think just understanding. What do you want, baby? Okay. For all you guys listening at home right now, you guys hear what what Belat just said that that he you know he, he didn't even he wasn't running this. He was doing so much from a phone, and I get that question all the time about you know I want to start a YouTube, I want to do this, I want to do that, and what do I need? I need to get this camera, I need to get that, I need those mics. You guys are hearing it right now from a guy who is who is just, you know just very recently you know kind of kicked off YouTube and started running it to where he's up to eighty five thousand followers now. And, and doing a phenomenal job of storytelling on that platform. So, guys, you don't have to have all the bells and whistles to, uh, to do this thing, man. You just have to have a desire to tell a story and, uh, and, 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 uh, and to be willing to put yourself out there to do that. And, and, I, and I think that's why B-Lat's found the success he has. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely not about the equipment. I don't know. Like, dude, I don't know what frame rates mean. I don't know what ISO means. I hear people talking about that stuff. I don't, I don't know what that means, and I don't even care what that means. Like, I, I don't I have no desire to ever be a videographer, or I'd be glad when I don't have to edit anymore. I'm still editing all of my videos. I'm sick of editing. Like, I have no desire to do that. I really just want to talk to the camera and let somebody else do that crap. Well, you're, you're everybody that I know that edits, they're too good at it. Just too good. And if I could find somebody that was a little worse at editing, I, I would do that 100% higher. But everybody's too perfect. They, they know too much. And um, <laughs> so until I find somebody that's dumb enough to do my videos, like, I guess I'll have to keep doing it. Well, I, 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 I bet your inbox gets flooded with folks begging for that job. So be careful what you ask for. <laughs> Send them. Send them. <laughs> all right man question five we're almost to the end game of this bro question five uh, what uh for I, I, and we've touched on this a little bit already in the in in the show but um what 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 are what are, what are the goals this is a two-part question what are the goals for five and ten years for blat answer that and i'll give you the second half of this question what are your five-year and ten-year goals for yourself professionally five and ten-year goals Five and ten year goals. So, uh, for as, as fishing is concerned, yeah. um, it's, it's so weird. I feel like f my fishing goals and then my career goals. I feel like that's two separate things. I know that sounds crazy. Well, hit them then. Uh, my actual fishing, as in catching a bass, goals. I want to make the classic. 
I want to make the Bass Masters Classic and within the next five years. That that is one hundred percent number one on my list. When it when you're talking about catching a bass, um, it's making that Bass Master Classic, dude. Like I, when I was a kid, dude, I, I watched the Bass Master Classic. I, I we didn't have cable in my house, and you know, Bass Masters used to come on TNN back in the day, and. <laughs> I didn't have, we didn't have cable. So I had a VCR and my dad's fishing buddy used to tape these, uh, or record as tape, that's country to talk. Yeah. yeah. Used to record you know, the TNN bass matches every night. And so I would only have, you know, I would only have like one tournament to watch. Um, and there was this one is in particular, it was the 1991, I want to say classic. I used to remember classic by the color boats they had. They had they had blue boats in this particular classic. And dude, I watched that Bassmaster Classic. I bet I, I watched it for three years over and over and over and over and over. It was the one that Robert Hamilton Jr. won on Logan Martin. I yep. watched it. Dude, I watched it till the tape wouldn't work anymore. So um, you know, just that that that's something that I've always saw myself doing. I got this visual of myself walking across the stage at the Bassmaster Classic, and I, I, I can see that very clearly. Which it, which it has a lot of reason why why I left FLW to go to Bass this year is because that was something that I could see myself doing, and I could I couldn't see five years, ten years from now when I was fishing FLW. So um, you know that's that's number one right there. Is is I, I want to say within the next five years uh, to to get to the Classic. Uh, in the next 10 years, I think it's realistic to, to have won maybe another, like win another major event, whether that be elite series, Bassmaster classic, uh, something like that. When you're talking about fishing, fishing wise, I, I really want like winning a, a major tour event, dude, you ain't, you have never, that is a hit of heroin that you'll, it, it's whatever. I've never taken any drugs ever in my life, but yep. I bet it's a lot like it. It's <laughs> as close as you'll I, ever I, get, I, right? Man, man it's just, it does something to you. When you win one, you feel like you can win. Dude, you feel like you could go to the president's office and be the president of America. Like you feel like you can accomplish anything after you win a tour tournament. Um, so I would like within the next 10 years to win another event. I'm not boxing myself in the 10 years. I'll give myself 30 years to win another one. I, I don't, I don't really like putting time limits on stuff like that. Um, but I really would like, would like to, to, to get another win, at least in my career. Like, like that's, that's all, but the chase to get into all of that is the, is the fun part. The, the figuring out what does it take to get to another win and then, like doing that daily is that's 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 what being a professional fisherman really is. What you just get to see is the win part. That's incredible, man. The second half of that question, and 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 be like, I told you we were gonna get a little deep here, bro, and we're fixing to dive into that right now. When this is all said and done, bro, when you're when you're when you're sitting in a home, and hopefully one day, you know, you're you know, you got you got grandbabies or great grandbabies on your lap. And you look back on all of this thing, man. What do you want the industry to say about Brian Latimer? Are you getting me there on that last part? Last part cut out. Just yeah, when all, when all this is said and done, bro, what do you, what do you want the industry to look? What do you want to look back on, or what do you want the industry to say when all this is over? 
What do you want? What do you want to be? Yeah, what, what was the last part? I couldn't hear the last. Part. What's the legacy of Ryan Latimer? What do you want everybody to say when this is over and it's done and it's and, it, and you're gone? How do you want the industry to, to 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 say to talk about you to your grand to your grandkids? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, uh, I want, I want every, there, there's, uh, I want everybody to know you can do a lot more with a lot less than you think you can. And I just want to be known as the guy that could, could take a pile of dirt and turn it into a freaking, a freaking diamond. That's, that's what I want to be known as. It's, it's the guy that could literally could take nothing or something like very little and then turn it into something great. Uh, you, I, I get so irritated listening to, to kids and adults too. Uh, oh man, I want to be a professional fisherman, but I just don't have the money. Oh, my job, all oh, this. And I remember complaining about the same thing. My dad told me like, you can just figure it out. It's just figure it out. And I just, I want, I want to show people that you don't have to have everything that the industry, that the world, that America, the TV, that the internet, that YouTube is telling you that you got to have. You ain't got to have all that. You just got to figure out where you want to go and get to stepping. So that's, that's all, that's all what I want my legacy to be is just, um, just showing people that you don't have to have everything to start off. You just need a little bit. You just need to see yourself just being a little bit successful and you can, if you just got to start somewhere, everybody wants to start, Listen, when I started fishing at FLW2, you know how much money I had? I had like $12,000 in my bank account. But the industry tells you, you got to have 80 grand if you want to fish the FLW tour. Well, how about let's just get started and then figure it out along the way. Like, let's just, just start somewhere. And so that's, that's a huge problem I see in our, in our world and in, in our fishing world right now is, is everybody wants to start out with an $80,000 boat. They want to start out with a 15-foot kayak where every freaking attachment has ever been made. Like, dude, how about just get a kayak, period, first? Like, how about just – let's just start. Do you even like fishing yet? Like, everybody's just trying to buy stuff. And, it's, and so I just want, to, just want to keep fishing pure, like, about catching fish. Dude, I, I, I love it, man. absolutely love it, dude. Got chill bumps, man, chill bumps. All right, so last question here, man. Last question. I'm sitting in the cash shop. I touched base on that earlier. Uh, you know, uh, it's it's for all day today, man. I've got to walk through the factory and see how they build these rods. You and I got to do. I uh, got to go build a bona fide together. I got to walk you through up at the plant earlier on. Uh, earlier on, we got to go through and build a bona fide together. You went through and built and built your Falcon. You've done other things with Favorite and been in and out of these factories across the industry and done so much already. What's the one, th what do you think has been the biggest surprise for you in the industry that even growing up fishing in, 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 in across the board, man, whether it's building something, doing something, working with a company, what's been the, the biggest surprise to you so far? Uh, probably the most of the owners that, uh, that owns some of the companies that I work with, they're just normal people like me. Uh, I went to, to power pole back this fall. Yeah. And uh, John Oliverio, I think that's how you say it. 
I was like, I was so curious. Like I was itching the whole time to get to talk to him. I wish I got to talk to him a little bit more. He used to sell bathtubs. <laughs> like he like his, he started out his business. He used to sell bathtubs. The guy yeah. is a freaking genius. John Oliverio is scary, scary smart, and he's very unassuming. You would never know this is the guy that that's the brains behind the power pole and and that whole operation that they got going on there there at power pole jail marine systems um but he's just like one of the super most interesting guys that i have ever been around and um it was real encouraging i well it was encouraging and a little bit intimidating at the same time because you see the stuff that he's doing and, and we got to see the new trolling motor that power poles working on. And you think, well, dang, I, I hadn't really done much. Like after you, after you hang around somebody like that, like right. he's designing trolling motors, he's got Bluetooth stuff going on with power poles and like, dude, he's like creating all this stuff and got all these people like, for, he, he had like people from NASA help him with the, with the, the charge, I think it was. And like, I'm running around with a cell phone trying to put videos on YouTube. So it's a little in- intimidating <laughs> being around him. But it was cool to hear his story. Like, he just started off selling bathtubs, man. Like, he was just, just making bathtubs. And, you know, like, that 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 was cool to me. That was probably one of the most impactful trips I've been on was was uh, just getting that brief time that I got to talk to to John at PowerPole and, and just listen to him talk. Like, he's one of those people where he talks and you just sit there like, you just listen. You just soak it up. You don't even feel the need to say anything. It's incredible, man. Incredible, dude. Incredible, man. I tell you what, I've got one bonus question that's a fan favorite. Are you down to go a seventh yeah, yeah, round? Man. Yeah, give me. I'm, I'm for the fans. Give All me right, me. man. This is a fan favorite. This is one of our one of our returning questions. I didn't know if I was going to sneak it in there or not, but B-Lat, what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given and who gave it to you? Oh, that's easy. That's my dad. Figure it out. <laughs> he told me to figure it out. That was easy. <laughs> figure, figure it out. It out. Change my life. Yeah. That needs to be the that needs to be the BLAT slogan, bro. BLAT. Figure it out. Figure it out. Figure it out, dude. Every all those DMs all you kids have been sending me and adults too. I'm gonna hate to sing out the kids. Figure it out. I wanna text that back so bad. Figure it out. It's like, hey BLAT, I got a term in a heart. What do I need to do? I wanna be like, figure it out. Oh, that's what I got to do. I got to figure it out. Dude, um, that is incredible. Yeah, yeah, just figure it out. I, I remember it, did, did, those three words changed my life. That is three words, right? Figure it out. Yeah, three <laughs> words. <laughs> yeah, he told me, I was, you know, I was whining about, oh, these kids, their dad paid their interviews. These kids, that their they're dad's buying the boats, and I'm over here paying, making boat payments on a 12-year loan on a $40,000 boat at the time. It was a high-dollar boat, $40,000. And uh, he said a little bit more, but I can't. I don't think I better say what the, the other part he said. They could get, they, they could go one way or the other. There's another part to it that is making this no, no, no. really impactful. No, I get it. But I, I get it. Think- we'll, we'll have that conversation privately. I want to hear it, but we'll have that conversation privately. <laughs> that, that, ain't, that ain't one that I need to just say out there. There's there's, a, there's another part to that to that deal. Uh, but when he told me that. It really do something clicked. It really yeah. did. Like I laugh about it now, but it, it clicked. It, it clicked. I it, it opened my eyes to like, hey, wait a minute, nothing's holding me back. Like, what am I waiting on? Like, like if 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 I'm 50 years old and this hadn't happened, it'll be my fault. It won't be anybody else's. 
Well, dude, you just posted a video a while back, uh, and you and you had you had uh, Brevin in the front seat of the car, and he had forgotten his book bag. And bro, yeah. you were, like I like I showed that to my wife. Like we were, you know, I, I, I you know, and I, so I showed it to my wife and showed her because I would have done that, but my wife would have went back home and got it and brought it to him, and you know what I mean. And you were like, "Nah, bro, hit like hit the streets. You should have been like, you should have that at home." Yeah, they need to. Um, I struggle with that a little bit. Um, I, 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 that's a part of the parenting that I'm gonna have to do probably a little bit better with. But kids need to hurt a little bit. They need to hurt because I think I think back. Uh, boy, my dad, he didn't mind letting me hurt some. He didn't mind that. Like he didn't mind telling me off. He didn't mind telling me I sucked. Has that changed, uh, or is your dad still that way with you? He's a lot softer now, man. Do you think? Do you think, do you think age? Do you think age has done that, or work, or grandbabies, or what? I think grandbabies. I think grandbabies. Even since what? Even since I've had kids, he's he's. Uh, when I got married, it got a little better. But when I had kids, he's just an all-around dolphins and candies and hot baths, and like he's just all around just softy now. But man, he uh, he didn't mind telling you you sucked. He didn't mind telling you you shouldn't be doing something. He didn't mind telling you that. Uh, I mean, he's telling like you probably won't make it professional fishing. He's telling me that. Yeah. Like, make it. Yeah. He, yeah. He told me. He told me like you, you know you probably you got to be a lot better than you are. Now he was mo- was was mom the opposite? Was mom the cheerleader or was mom? Or I mean, how what were those roles? I wouldn't say a cheerleader, but she, she you knew she always had your back. Yeah. She was always count. My mom. I would I would maybe even go so far to say she's probably uh I don't know if I should say the most proud of me, but I can tell she's relieved that I've got to where I is because I know I could tell that she wanted uh when I was younger that she didn't want my dad to say that stuff or to to be so hard on me. I could tell that she was rooting for me, but she didn't want to go out of order and try to go around my dad. Um and so like I can tell like she's super happy, relieved, and proud of me now. Probably, probably more so than than my dad is. I, I would say I would go as far to say if if that's fair. I don't even know yeah, if that's yeah. fair to say that. No, I understand. My dad, but I can tell that she is super relieved. Uh, I can tell that she's uh and you know she's 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 definitely definitely proud of how it all worked out. Brian Latimer, man, I, I, there's so many more things I could sit and pick your brain on. We will have to have you back for another episode, dude. I am such a fan yeah. of yours, like so many other people, dude. Uh, every time we've gotten to spend time together from doing stuff up at the Lanier show, bro, watching you and let's touch on best on this real quick. You got another minute watching you yeah. with, little, with little Abigail come up and sign your Jersey oh. at the Lanier event, bro, no. bro. Oh, that, oh, like, oh. I made a post on that, bro. Like that, dude. Yeah. So that's so that deal right there, man. You know, I I get credit for it, but it's not really fair. Abigail was the star in that that deal. That she, uh, I don't know what it was. Every once in a while, you just meet a kid that that just impacts you different. And and for whatever reason, I just relate to the when it comes to fishing, I relate to the kids better than I do the adults. I don't know if that's fair to say that. I mean, yeah, you're same agree. mental level, bro. Same, same mental level. You're there with them. I, <laughs> I relate to them better because usually adults come up to me and they try to, they try to impress me, I think, or try to show me if, you know, try to show you a fish and like, yeah, hey, yeah. Dude, look how good I am. Um, that's like the. I don't know if I should say. I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm, we're keeping it real anyway. Absolutely, nothing turns me off more 
nothing turns me off more than like I, I did. I've seen fish. I don't like. I want if I like you, you don't have to be a great fisherman for me to like you. Yeah. Like I just like you. Or, that's great or I, because I, I'm a. That's perfect, dude. Because I'm a terrible fisherman, and we've got a great relationship. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I don't, I don't. You don't have to be a great fisherman. You don't have to. I, you don't need. You don't need my approval. Like, I yeah. just, if if you're cool, I'm gonna be cool with you. Adults are bad about trying to get accepted. Kids just come up to you and like, hey, they, 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 there's no trying to impress you, no nothing. They just want to just, hey, you want to talk about fishing? I caught a brim, and I'm like. Oh, cool. Like, let's talk about that. And and so, like, I can relate better to there because there's no ego involved. There's no uh, there's no sense of trying to impress me. So she walked up to me. She started just talking about fishing and she started talking about videos. And she just she just went right into some fish that she caught in a pond. And so out of all those people at the show, it was the only true conversation that I felt like I had about actually fishing was with yeah. that six-year-old little girl. Yeah. So, I mean, we just, we could, like, me and Abigail could kick it any day. Like, yeah, bro. That, that's, that's my conversation is when it's just pure and it's just about fishing, not about, like, hey, dude, look at this picture, how great I am. Man, I am the dude. Like, I, uh, like when I hear that, it's, it's an automatic turnoff. But, I mean, kids, they don't they do not do that. They just, a kid that likes fishing, they just talk about fishing. They just, just that's all they talk about. It's incredible, man! In- incredible, dude. I, 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 I'd love for you to touch base too on on what you and Mark Daniels did this past year with the Pan Am Games and representing your country, bro, and kind of what that meant to you and and why that was. Uh, dude, that that was a, that was a, a a major milestone in, in in the sport and you guys having the opportunity. I, I I mean, take me through some of that if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, dude. That was um, that was something I didn't. It, it, it's it's hard to realize how heavy that was until you get there. Um, I was what then? Okay, yeah. I'm on the. I'm doing the Skype right now, bro. We're talking right now. Just just hold on a second. We'll do it in a little bit. He's telling me about a slam dunk that he did on my little boy's kitty goal in the bedroom. Oh, man, dude, slam dunk. Um. Where was that? Oh, the Pan American. So, you know, like at first that Pan American deal, it was like, oh, I gotta go to Canada, I gotta do this. It was at the end of the season. And it was it felt a little bit, I felt like a little bit of obligation. I just wanted to saltwater fish with my boys. That's all I wanted to do at that point. It was like October. I was, you know, I don't want to say you get burned out at the end of the year, but you get a little bit ready to, to be at home. You're ready for and, yeah, and well, you're up. drained. That battery is low. You need to recharge. Yeah, well, you know. I don't even know if it's your batteries alone. I still want to fish, but what I want to do is I want to wake up at 10 o'clock, go eat breakfast with my family, and then fish if I want to, yeah. and then, like, lay around the house in my drawers all day. That's what you're ready to do by the time you get to October. Like, you're not ready. You don't want to drive. Like, October is October is drawers month, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's drawers month in October. It, it ain't let's drive to Canada and fish for fish. Like I don't even care about smallmouth at that point, you know. Like I don't care about this. So at first it felt somebody, like somebody, somebody drop in the comments hashtag draws month October draws month. That's somebody build the hashtag man. for me. Drop that in there. That we're gonna get that trending. October's draws month. 
Yeah, you see, I mean, you see, I made a baby in somewhere around that time. I mean, so, I ain't, I ain't yeah. judging your life, be like, I ain't trying to put you yeah. on class, bro. Just to put that out there, uh, <laughs> so, you know, by the time you get to there, you, you just, you know, like, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't, I love competing, but dude, I don't want to compete in the fall. I won't take, yeah. I'm so intense in those weeks, those seven or eight weeks that we have of, of, of tournament fishing, dude, it's intense. Yeah. I, and I, I don't think people really realize how intense that is because they're always asking you, hey, can you, why you didn't call me? Why you didn't text me back? Why you didn't do this? Like, dude, I was fishing a tournament. When you're in the tournament, all of my energy and my mind is on how am I going to catch a fish this week for those seven or eight days? So those weeks are so intense to where you really do need three or four months off. Like, you need yeah. four months not to just give a dang about fishing. Um uh, and I got sidetracked. But, you know, I kind of wasn't that excited about it. And then you get up there, and they start flying the flag around. They start singing the national anthem. And you realize, you go, and then you're fishing in another country. And you start to realize, you're like, holy crap, man. Like, this whole little passion about catching a bass out of a 12-foot aluminum boat when I was 16 has turned into me representing a whole country as a fisherman and you start realizing the scale of what you what you start doing, dude. It, it, it's it's that's heavy. Deep. That's very heavy, bro. Motivating. It, it's it's really heavy, man. Um, and then so it didn't get real until even when we we're in practice, it felt, still felt a little bit obligated. Like I was like, oh, I just want to be home. And then then you get, we get to the meeting that night, and there's Team Mexico, and then there's Canada, and there's uh, I don't know two or three other countries. And you realize like, holy crap, like. Like there's other countries here, not other fishermen. There's people from like Africa is here, bro. Yeah, like I, I ain't never been. Like I'm black and I ain't never been to Africa. <laughs> you know, like it's it's. I mean, it's it it, it kind of gets it, it, it. You know, it it turns into a different thing. And man, by the time by the time the tournament started, dude, it was. Uh, I got really motivated about that deal, and and then and then we turned around and won the thing. You know, like we we actually won the event, bro. You, we had, we just, you and Daniels put it on them, son. Yeah, and you know, like I, I thought we were gonna catch fish. We thought we were gonna have fun. We were in Canada competing against the Canadians, so we were like, oh, you know, we just do the best we can, have fun. We fish tournaments. This is just you know whatever. And you get up there, you start fishing, and it gets real serious. You know, like you start getting serious. So, um, man, it was uh, that was really that was one of the things that I think. Uh, at the end of my career, probably be a, a highlight for sure. Dude, I brought home a freaking gold medal from that. So that's powerful, bro. That, that was cool. That's powerful, yeah, man. Well, dude, good that's powerful, man. Well, we, we got to give away a power pole, bro. We we we've got we've got we've got a hundred dollar gift card from Power Pole. I got to go in and pick a winner, but dude, but but real quick, man. Let me ask you. I mean, tell tell me a little bit about about why you choose Power Pole and and and, and why what they're building and what they're doing and what they have is right for you. Uh, but while I go in and pick this winner out for the for our PowerPole hundred dollar gift card giveaway, man, tell me a little bit about PowerPole and why why it's special for you. Uh, so I I like the PowerPole. Well, number one because customer service. You got anything wrong with your PowerPole, bro? They fixing that stuff. If they'll fix some stuff that's your fault. They probably don't want me to say that, but you know, <laughs> sometimes sometimes stuff is even is even your fault. They'll take care of that for you. So that's number one. Um, I think I think the reason that I have uh, that I have fished that I that I've been a PowerPole fan 
over time has probably shifted a little bit. If you asked me that two years ago, I would have said something different than I'll tell you now. After meeting John, the reason I'm probably going to never leave Powerball is because of John Alvario. Uh, just kind of respecting the, his his story and journey to to making something out of nothing. So, yeah, that that yeah, that that. Um, so yeah, that that is is it it now? Like just John Olivario, just just him himself, and just seeing how they run the company. Um, to a certain degree, my fishing business is a company too, and I and once I started to hire people and and kind of take uh, you know once this thing grows into to more of a company and more than just me. I want to treat my employees the way he treats his. Uh, like, do they cook out on Fridays and stuff like that? And uh, you can tell that he wants his people to be happy at work. Like, he doesn't want it to, to seem like a job. So that really impacted me a lot. So that, that's got a lot to do with it. And then the other thing, just the product is just the best product out there. Like, it, I mean, we know there's only one other competitor when it comes to shallow water anchors. We already know what that is, a talon. And it's just not as good as a power pole, period. Like, I mean, what you want me to say? It's just, it's just no. not as good. I, I, it, if I was buying my power poles, I would tell you the same thing. And what? I did buy my power poles. My first probably four sets of power poles, I bought them <laughs> out of my pocket. Yep. Well, dude, man, you 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 obviously got a handful there, bro. I went, what, dude? I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you get back into dad mode, dude. But before you roll, man, I, I want to thank you. I want to tell you, thank you so much, bro for coming on and being a part of this. I'd love to roll out the red carpet for you, man, and let you, you know, give a shout out, thank any sponsors you want to. And, I, and, then, and then lastly, I'd love you to let us know what you got going on next in life, man. Where's the next open? Where's the next event? What's the next, what, what's next on, on the list for, for Brian Latimer? So, um, hold on. Passing them off to mama. I was listening to this and screaming. I was listening through some screaming through most of that, but I think you were asking. Uh, I think you were saying, uh, uh, what, what, what do you they get? need? To, what do people need to know about me? Is that what you were saying? No, 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 man. What, 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 what? Uh, you know, I want to roll out the red carpet for you. What, what kind of sponsors do you need to thank? Who do you need to give a shout out to? And then I want you to tell us what you got next. What you got going oh, yeah. on next in your life? Oh yeah, yeah. So. So if you want to check out my sponsors, uh, you can always go check out any of my, my YouTube stuff. So uh, I, I usually, you know, promote most of my sponsors through that. I got I, I don't want to bore everybody with the whole sponsorship game. I'm, I'm looking at a picture right now trying to remember everybody so I don't so I don't get <laughs> fussed at. Um, but if you support my YouTube channel, you support my sponsors. Yeah. All right. So if you can do anything, I would appreciate it. If you would subscribe, maybe share a video here and there too. I don't yep. want to even pressure you to do that. If you like it, I believe you'll share it. I believe you'll you'll look at it or whatever. If it's crappy, I don't want you sharing that. So I, mean, I hate to even tell you that. But just you know, go check out some of my stuff. If you think it's, think it's something that you'd like a friend to see, think it's something a family member you would like to see, man, shoot it to them or watch them with it. Watch that video with with the family member or whatever um that that if you help me do that you're going to support every sponsor that i have because the stuff that i use is in those videos sometimes i talk about that product or that thing a lot of times i'm just using it it just just depends on whatever i'm feeling like for the day quite honestly some days i yeah i know people hate to hear especially professional fishermen like throw sales pitches well, let me tell you a secret Fishermen hate to do sales pitches too. We really just want to use the best stuff and just not have to do that. So yep. as much as you hate hearing it, sometimes we hate to throw a sales pitch. Um, 
but that's just the way the world works and that's just the way it's always going to be. Um, but I, I try to literally educate you of what I use and why I use it, why I think it's the best and just leave it up to you what you want to do with that, whatever you want to do with that information. So I'm very lucky to literally everything that I use is stuff that I probably either a bought before I ever became a part of that company or I really do, I would use it anyway. If they, if it, if it wasn't compensation involved, I probably would buy it. And there's some things that people don't know that I have bought. And they yeah. just assume because I did a video on it that I was sponsored. Uh, a lot of people ask me like, oh, dude, why did you switch from Mercury to Yamaha? They have no idea that I bought that engine just like they would. I went yep. to my manufacturer and I bought the engine. Like, so a lot of this stuff, everything that I used to see in my videos Everything is not sponsored. Everything is not um, is not to try to manipulate you to buy something. A lot of that stuff I actually buy because I thought it was you know it was going to help me out in some fashion uh, to catch fish, and I'm just sharing it with you through content. So love it, man. Love all it. of that is just to say, just just go subscribe to my YouTube channel. I said a whole bunch just to get you to do that, <laughs> hey, bro. It, dude, it's perfect, man. It's perfect. What's next on the list, man? Where's the next open? Where are you showing up next? What what's what's next on the schedule on the calendar of Brian Latimer? So we don't have a tournament until April in Texas on Lake Louisville. I have nothing. I don't know anything about Louisville in Texas. Um, I don't even know. It's April seems like to think about the next tournament in April seems super intimidating, dude. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to make it to Thursday right now. I'm trying to make it to my bed and within the next two hours, <laughs> right at this point. But I know well, we don't have another we'll tournament. We, we'll April. see you. We'll see you in Alabama though, right in a couple weeks. Uh, we'll see you in Alabama around the around the classic, right in a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I got the classic. So, I got my own. First of all, I got my own school. I'm doing my own seminar deal this Saturday in Anderson. We have a few more seats available. So, if anybody's watching, that's the straight up, website, the straight up fishing stuff, up. right? Yeah, yeah. I'm doing my own fishing seminar in Anderson. Is there Shout is there a website we can send people to for that? Um. So I got that this weekend. That's master classes the weekend after that. Say it again, Scott. Can can where can we send people to register for that for that event this weekend? Shopblat.com. Boom. You guys go check it out right there. Shopblat.com. We'll get Brad or somebody in the comments right now. Drop that thing in there. Uh dude, Brian, man, I can't thank you enough for your time, dude. I'm a big fan. I'll see you in a couple weeks Thanks in sir. Alabama. Thanks so much, man, for tuning in with us here tonight and coming on the show. It really means a lot, bro. All right. Sounds good, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for your time. Appreciate it, Ryan, man. You take care of them kids, man, and we'll we'll see you in a couple weeks, bro. Okay, boss. See you. Thanks, buddy. All right, guys. That's Brian Latimer right there. If that guy right there doesn't impress you, I don't know who will. I, that that guy's just incredible. He's a consummate pro on the water and off. He's a family man. He's he's just he's driven. He's motivated. He's self-made. He just he just gets it, guys. He is the salt of the earth. One of my favorite human beings. I'm just a fan. I can't say enough great things. Thank you so much, BLAT man, for taking the time to come on this little show and talk with us and answer some questions. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, guys, I, I got a I got a $100 gift card here for PowerPole, just kind of somewhat burning a hole in my pocket. We're going to give that thing away here in just a second. But before I do that, let me tell you a little bit about my day today, guys. I did a little live stream before I, before I kicked in here. 
But as you guys can tell, I'm not in my normal home office. I am in uh, I'm in the cash in factory, the cash in warehouse up here in North Carolina. And uh, and let me tell you guys something. This is my first trip up here. You guys seen where myself and Core Dryer and Jody Queen all came on to the cash and crew and the cash and family a couple of weeks back. And uh, and it, it was something that's been churning for a while. Um, but we, we made it official. We made, you know, did the whole press release, everything else. Today was my first time stepping foot onto this property and my first time getting to shake hands and have face to face conversation with Matt Cashin. And let me tell you guys this. I am so unbelievably humbled, proud and excited for what's coming out of this building. You guys are we're just scratching the surface. We're just getting started with what we're going to do together to get to 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 change the way that 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 we're doing things in the rod space in this industry. This company is 100% American made and does not apologize for that in any capacity. They have the right morals, the right values, the right leadership and the right people here touching these rods. I got an inside look at the, how these things are made. And guys, I'm telling you right now, somebody's going to pry a cash out of my out of my hand one day because I ain't giving this company up and I'm going to do everything I can. And everybody else is as well to make sure that we're doing this the right way. And uh, and what we got coming next, what I can't tell you guys about and I want to so bad is big. It's freaking big. And I can't wait to make those announcements. I can't wait to drop some ants and to show you guys some of the foundational groundwork that we poured here in this building today. And so and I want to tell you, thank you so much, Matt Cashin and all the team for having me in. Let me stay late. Uh, you know, we've got the whole factory here. Steven and I, my ride or die. We, we, we got uh, we got the whole factory here ourselves right now to do this interview. So I want to reach out and tell them thank you so much for giving us the Wi-Fi and the space to be able to do this comfortably. Um, it's just been uh, been absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal day. Lots of great things. But uh, uh, that's about it, guys. I've got a $100 power pole gift card. You guys all know I run a, a, a power pole spike um, and a micro anchor off the back of mine. I've got the new Ultralight spike, and I love it. It's a phenomenal unit. We asked you guys to tell us what anchors you. And, uh, and, and most of you guys did exactly what I thought. What anchors me is my beautiful wife, Danielle, and my three babies. And, uh, and so many of you guys had that same answer. Uh, phenomenal, all great answers, all great posts. But one really kind of stood out to me. And so that was our choice. And I'm going to share it with you guys right now. Uh, I think it's Derek Kevitt. Derek Kevitt. And basically what this post was, was he says, my work keeps me anchored and focused with a sad face. My work always keeps me anchored and focused with the sad face. And I'll tell you what, guys, if that guy doesn't deserve a win in life and deserve an opportunity to have another reason to get away from work and get out on the water, I don't know who does. So Derek, man, congratulations. Uh, uh, jump in the DMs, hit me up, hit up the shop, and we will get your information. We'll get it over to PowerPole and we'll get you a $100 gift card out to you uh, as quickly as we can. Once again, guys, this has been Westbrook Wednesday. I'm your host, Scott Butcher, telling you guys all the time for your dreams. Big shout out, Brian Latimer. You guys go subscribe to him on YouTube for everything that he's doing over here. Uh, we'll catch up with you guys later. Next time, time for your dreams. We'll see you. Woo, what an event.